Welcome to the feed. You're hanging out with the double A's, Alan and Amber. Alan and Amber, that is right. This week's feed is brought to you by Shop at Nate, your campus bookstore. Mm-hmm. Where the double A's ready to charge up your life. Do you get it? Play batteries? Sure. <laughs> Amber, you know, it really seems like you didn't prep anything, like... At all? Yeah, I didn't. I thought this would be easy. You know, you just show up and talk into a microphone about, like, traffic or something. Yeah, no. Th- there's a lot more to radio than meets the ear. Get it? Because you listen to the radio. <laughs> okay, okay, Alan. Uh, teach me, teach us the ways of radio. Well, it all starts with the music, and all the music goes through the music director, who talks to the PD, who talks to the writers, who talks to the producers, who then go back and then talk to the promotions people who send our street teams to concerts to talk about radio. Uh, wow, that's a lot more than I thought. Yeah, that's not even including all the on-air hosts. Uh, Well, let's start at the beginning, then. In the beginning, it was dark. And then, someone was like, Hey, make some mouse sounds, bang some rocks together, and play some jams. Thus, music was born. The 80s would have you believe that video killed the radio star. But did it really? No, the defense is wrong. What? Wrong. 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 Believe it or not, radio is still highly relevant within the music industry. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on air right now. Artists still need to be heard. And despite the large shift to the internet, radio plays a key role in connecting artists with a larger audience. Tyler Sean, the promotions director for Sonic 1029, explains. Yes, there is there's Spotify, there's streaming, people putting music on their own personal devices and things like that, but radio still reaches a high number of people. It takes very little effort to actually listen to, which makes it such an, uh, an available medium. So artists know that, well, you don't want to shy away from your most available medium. Radio support introduces people to artists and bands. Streaming often reaches people who already know and love you, but people who may not know who you are won't be actively searching for your music, whereas radio grants that opportunity for people to hear something they may not have before. If you want to develop your your artistry, if you want to attract new people, you want to make sure that you're on as many mediums as possible, and radio allows you to connect with as many people and hopefully get new fans through that medium. Especially nowadays, artists' main source of revenue comes from touring. It's a lot harder to make money from sales, and enormous numbers are needed with streaming to make any real dent in the market. Radio helps get the artists to local audiences on a more personal level. So if they're going to come into Edmonton, they'll know that 
hey, this radio station's been playing our single. We know that that's connecting with the local audience. So when we arrive, we're not arriving under the cover of darkness. <laughs> People know us. They'll, they'll have that awareness. And you see bands like, say, Mother Mother. Or Arkells. Or USS. Bands like these who, without, say, the radio support, may have not gotten as big as they are. Artists need radio to maintain either awareness, exposure, popularity, or connection to that market. We need to support the artists we love. For them, there's nothing quite as magical as hearing their song on the radio for all to hear. Long live music. Two sides of the same coin. Artists need radio, radio needs artists. Working hand in hand, just like you and me, Alan. And just like a hit song on the radio, you're the only thing I want to play. <laughs> well, that'd be a pretty boring radio station if all they played was one song. Well, how do we get more songs on the radio? Well, hit songs don't get on the radio by magic. Someone needs to bridge the gap between the music and the station. Enter Justin, the music director. Yeah, that's my job. It's not simple like playing shuffle on an iPod. It's actually more like making your own mixtape. And... Matter of fact, here's a sweet, sweet mixtape I made to explain more. Without the music director, a radio station would be nothing. Because let's face it, chances are if you're listening to the radio, you probably don't want to listen to someone talk all day long. You want to listen to some sweet jams. Well, those sweet jams you're hearing, they aren't just some tunes randomly thrown from some iPod or MP3 player. And they're not even chosen by the host. They're actually scheduled by the music director, a guy or gal, who gets paid to choose what plays and when it plays. Here's Kevin Hayes from Hot 107 to explain more on how it works. How we kind of do it at Hot 107 is we're very evidence-based. We, we look, we can see what Edmontons are downloading on iTunes, and, and we also look at things like uh, what Edmontonians are shazamming on the Shazam app and what else? Oh, Spotify. Spotify is a big one, too. We see what's, uh, what's trending within Canada. So, so we not only do we look at us, uh, also U.S. Top 40 charts, see what other stations are playing uh, south of the border. And we kind of take all that evidence together and find what's the best of the best. After choosing the songs, then what do you do? Essentially, I, I, I schedule the entire week uh, our, our, our biggest songs. I schedule for the week, and then I actually go through it manually and, and sort of, hey, this song hasn't played in a while, and I'll, and I'll hand bomb through the rest of the day. And I think, I think it's a great balancing act of, uh, of chart testing and guts. And I think I think you got to have a good combination of all three to succeed. Wow, that sounds fun. What would you say the hardest part of the job is? Time management, uh, just juggling, juggling the show, juggling. We get a, we get a lot of emails, a lot of emails from artists from all over the world saying, "Hey, you guys should play my song. You guys should play my song." And it's just uh, responding to those, and so just trying to get you know the next day or the or next two days uh, scheduled at a time. Thanks very much, Kevin. Well, now you know. Next time you're jamming on in your car, it's all thanks to one person, the music director. Well, double A, I hope my mixtape wasn't too lit for you. Anyway, I'm out of here. <laughs> Gee, Willikers, so that's how music gets chosen for on air. I had no idea. <laughs> Thanks for the knowledge, Justin. I wanna be a producer. <laughs> uh, here.
air is Mr. Seth Hennig to tell us all about producing things that go on air between all of the music. Hey fam, so now that we've gotten all that boring stuff out of the way, we can move on to my favorite part of radio, the production. But what is production? Well, prod, as we like to call it, is anything on the radio you hear besides the announcers and the music. Like this, for example. This is going to be such an exciting day. Happy Valentine's Day. And on 92. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Or maybe this. Get cooking. Get snacking. Your last chance to get quality meat for cheap is on April 19th at Nate's Retail Meat Store. But according to Raymond Camfu, a producer for Now Radio and Up 99.3, being a producer isn't all fun and games. The hardest part about being in production is that um, uh, you're the station toilet. So all the funnels through production, which really sucks. What Ray means is when something goes wrong and a commercial needs to be remade for a client, production has the most work to do. Whereas the writers may have to change a few lines on the script, the producer basically needs to redo it. Thankfully, prod is way more rewarding than it is frustrating. Creativity is a weird thing. Uh, I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but for me, it comes in waves. When I manage to catch a wave of creativity and I happen to be sitting in front of my studio and I've got all the time to be working on it, it's the best thing in the world. Do you have what it takes to be a radio producer? It takes some technical skill, sure, but more important than that is people skills. Somebody that's got to be able to talk to everybody. You have to be friendly and you have to be able to be good with people coming in and out of the studio to talk. Production isn't the most glamorous job in radio, but it is rewarding. You can spend hours in the studio just letting your creativity flow. And at the end of the day, walk away with some pretty amazing audio. Prod is everywhere in radio, including the music. Music producers use some of the same equipment and techniques radio producers use. You can't listen to the radio without hearing at least a little bit of production. Thanks, Seth. I feel like I know so much more now. I could literally explode from producerial knowledge. Bye, Seth! Don't you, don't you just love that silly boy? Love's nice, isn't it? And what do people love about radio more than the music? I'll take people who talk about nothing all day for 500, please, Alan. <laughs> Correct! It's ah. the on-air announcers. Our good friend Juliet is one of NR92's on-air announcers. Juliet, what's the deal with everything that goes on air? Wow, I interviewed CKUA's top DJ, Baba Singh. And what surprised me the most was his description of radio as a service industry. I never thought of radio that way. I first met Baba at CKUA's birthday party. Hundreds of people lined up to meet Baba, including the invited musicians and celebrities. Baba is the most popular DJ at CKUA, and his motto is, everything is good. His morning mojo show has been on air for over 18 years. I interviewed him while he was doing his show. I was curious about how he organized his show and what inspired him. He said anything that interests him is material for his show. Newspapers, entertainment, news. And that, that's kind of how, how I set up. So I, I have this notebook that I carry around. And uh, even in the middle of something sometimes, so I will take the book out and make a note. And, and then it sort of develops itself. 
Some material for his show comes from movies. When he's watching a movie and he hears a piece of music that he likes during the film, he researches it on demand or on the internet, and then he looks to see what else they've done. I might come out with a song idea. And one song idea can lead to a set. One set can lead to a segment. So things build around things. I was curious how he organized the flow of his show. My my show has that trajectory that if it's a slow song, gentler sound, I put it in the mid beginning of the show. And there are six segments to the show, three hours, so half, half an hour, twenty-eight minute segments. My, towards the end of my show, I, I'm a little bit more free to to have a little bit more rock and roll or electric blues. The most important thing to Baba is making good radio for his listeners. And then I come here with, with a big chunk of time ahead of me, not just walk in and I have to be on air, because that gives me space to to look at the tracks and sometimes edit them, trim them. There's a there's a long fade at the end. I don't need that. So I, in a four-and-a-half-minute song, I could probably make it into into three-minute, 45-second song, which is punchier. The artists may or may not uh, <laughs> like the idea of their songs being truncated, but uh, I need to make good radio. In closing, Baba said he has a job because someone is listening. He's very careful not to waste his listeners' time. He's respectful and loyal to his listeners. And in return, his listeners are very loyal to him. It's crazy to think at one point Baba was just like us, learning, creating. I mean, I've been in a pretty bad creative slump lately, but mashing up Village People's YMCA with an orchestral score from Inception really gave me the creative kick in the butt I think I needed. Clearly, we learn so much in radio school. And we're still learning all the time. Um, Something that can't be taught, though, is imagination. Take Lauren Hunter. She's one of the most creative people I know, and I know from personal experience how hard trying to be creative can be. When I started learning about radio, I assumed it would be pushing a button, saying something dumb about my day, and then going home. That's not what it is at all. Believe it or not, being an on-air announcer is a hard job. You're not just talking about your life or spouting useless facts. The best announcers create. Hey, I'm Lauren Hunter, and I'm the midday host at Sonic 102.9 here in Edmonton. Lauren is an amazing young woman with hours of original content under her belt. With stuff from parody songs she writes herself to producing arable segments in minutes. Introducing Edmonton 101. Learn common phrases like, friggin' A buddy, you got a friggin' dart for your bod? I mean, come on, that's a little impressive, right? She's constantly learning from other people in this industry to help make herself more creative. Honestly, just listening to people a lot in the beginning of radio, you'll hear what you like, you try and emulate it, and then eventually if you emulate stuff, it like kind of becomes your own. Like, don't copy people, but it's like, oh, they had this idea and I can apply it to this. Tyler Middleton once, who's now at the peak in Vancouver, he did a break where... He played, I think it was a quick song paired to somebody over the phone. Before that, I had never thought about playing my bits to callers to get their reaction to it, but that changed my game as an on-air announcer. I was like, oh man, that's such a great idea to play things to people over the phone and get their reaction. Being able to learn from others and wanting to learn are huge factors in this industry. You are constantly evolving your tastes, your humor, and your style to not only suit the station, but to suit your listeners. I think your voice is always changing. You're always trying to 
start new things. I was definitely garbage at radio for like three years. Having my boss at Sonic, Adam Thompson, back in the day, he really changed my game as an on-air announcer. Like, if you can find someone who can really mentor, and I didn't have a good mentor early on, but he became that. I was lucky at Sonic, and he really just, I don't know, helped me hone my craft, and I think having Adam Thompson made me better at radio. So it's not all pushing buttons and talking. It's hard work. Coming up with new and interesting content every day is something these guys have to do. And all the work they put in, all the hours not spent on air, it really shows. I like over-prepping every day. I'll prep two hours after, and then like two hours before the show, or sometimes an hour if I'm lazy, let's be honest. Something that's good often takes a lot of time, and you just have to be willing to put in the work. If you're going to consistently put into the work, it will pay off. Hard work pays off. Always has, always will. Speaking of hard work, let's make some hard-earned dollars with everyone's favorite radio segment, commercials! And now, back to the feed on NR92. <laughs> Welcome back. We are talking the ins and outs of radio. I'm Amber. Alan. Thank you. And this is true, but what would radio be if no one tuned in? It'd be boring. Uh, it's a good thing we have promotions people out there hitting the streets and preaching the gospel that is radio. Have you heard the good news? Tessa, tell me the good news. Well, the news is people don't really know what promotions is. I mean, I do, but people don't exactly understand that promotions is the reason people know about radio stations. You know those kids who stand outside concert venues handing out radio station stickers? Or that contest you hear on your favorite radio station that gives you cash if you're the right caller? What about when a station invites you down to their parking lot for a barbecue? Those are all promotions. And let me tell you, promotions take work. Promotions touches literally every single part of radio. It's nuts. It touches prod, touches sales. You work very closely with sales. Creative is the only one that's not, unless you're writing promos for the station. But programming, obviously, on air is a huge part. You put on the events, you do all the prizing. A lot of people fall into promotions, and some people just choose to do it. That was Amanda Schultz. She's a genius. She has experience at four major stations in this city alone, and she's continuing to build her resume. I've worked with her personally, and let me tell you this much, she is constantly go, go, go. In promotions, you've got to work it all, which is probably why I like it so much. And that's not just one person's opinion. My name is Kazma Assis Holt. And I am the promotions director over at KISS 91.7 and Sonic 102.9. This woman is basically famous in promotions. I already knew her name, but when I asked around to see who I could speak to, everyone said Kazma. Let her tell you promotions is no walk in the park. You'll have a lot of people say the long hours and the stress that comes with those hours. I'd also say, like, being in the position that I'm in, promotions kind of bridges the gap between the programming department and the sales department. And that can be rather stressful because even though we're all on the same team, the two departments have different objectives. Amanda could speak to this, too. Creative blocks are a real thing, and it can be hard to overcome them. Honestly, there's more times than once that I've just had to get up and walk away and literally do nothing. Talk to some people, be a real person for a little bit. You gotta have a fair amount of creativity. Creativity, and sometimes you just don't. You want to be creatively inclined because people will yeah. be like, ooh, that's really cool, That's or that's really funny, that's really hilarious. And every station has a different way of saying things. But it's not all bad. There's a lot of benefits to working in promotions, too. Right now, I have one of the best 
teams I've ever worked with. Between all of us, I love those people to pieces. That is a huge part. And with all the long hours and all the stress that comes with this job, you really have to enjoy the people that you're working with because they do become and are your second family. And it's true. You fall in love with who you work with. I've worked promotions for just a year and I've made countless lifelong friendships. I love what I do, even though I don't get paid half the time and it means working ridiculously early on the weekends. It's so rewarding. The opportunities that we get to touch people, whether it be doing fundraising events, giving away things, any opportunity we have to impact somebody's life in a positive way that I really enjoy. Never in my life, never in my wildest radio dreams did I think I would love promotions as much as I do. After a weekend of work, I'm sleepy but excited with wild social media posts and tons of stories to tell. (laughs) There's so much that goes into promoting a radio station. I know. I mean, I thought all I had to do was, you know, shout at people and they would listen to me. Oh, I know, right? I did too. If only it was that easy. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, have you ever stopped to think about the ratio of men to women in radio? Well, our class is almost split 50-50. Well, I know, but it's not like that out in the real world. Women are becoming more prevalent in the industry, but they still got a long way to go. Courtney, what's the deal with women in radio? Well, like you're saying, radio broadcasting is obviously a male-dominated industry, but being a girl about to jump into this career, I thought I'd like to take a look at the history of women speaking on air and what it is to be a lady on air. Prejudice about a woman's speech from what she says to how she says it has been around for centuries. It was once considered shameful for a woman to speak in church. When she did speak, it was characterized as a nag or unquiet. Even radio listeners in the late 20s found a woman's voice to be monotone or just irritating when heard on air. A silver lining occurred for women who wanted to be broadcasters. During the war when the men would be called up, women found themselves falling into these announcer positions. Even today, it's no surprise that a male voice is more likely to be heard when you turn on the radio. Currently, females are said to make up only 10 to 20% of on-air radio personalities. I chatted with Lisa Evans from Rider in the Morning, the only female personality on Hot 107, about what it means to be a lady on air. I think that it's kind of cool for me because I've always been someone that can get along with guys really well and but also get along with girls like I have a very girly side but I also have a side where I can drink beer and keep up with the boys and stuff so to me it's cool to be able to be that person that can be like yep girls can do this too especially on a male dominant station but if you think about it I mean 60% of our audience are females so we need we need girls in this industry but I mean I started working for a company that had a female general manager and she's still there today and she's very inspirational and we have females in our promotions department so it's not that females aren't represented in a broadcasting company but there's just so few I don't think that means that we're not leaving our mark though it's a cool industry these days because every radio host that I look up to I mean majority of them are females and they're very good at what they do and guys can't deny it like there's so many guys that are in this industry now that are like holy this girl on fire like there's so many girls that i look up to too and it's cool to know that i can be that for other people lisa had an interesting observation that i hadn't realized before you don't see any morning shows that are just two women right it would be really cool to see that i mean katie summers in calgary she was on her own for a long time on amp radio which was really inspiring and cool to see now she does have a a male co-host but she is pretty much the host of that show. So I think we've come a long way and we're going to see a lot more females that are taking the mic. 
I got to talk to Lisa about how I was going to be a girl on air soon as well. And I, and she spoke so highly of how these females support each other. And I'm truly excited to bring, uh, to boost up the number of female voices heard on FM radio. Well, I'm glad we're making a change. I know I'm feeling a lot better about my future. That's for sure. I'm not. <laughs> I, I mean, can you believe we only have Two weeks of class left? Uh, don't even. I'm nowhere near ready to think about not seeing you guys every day. Oh, it's been quite a ride. We've been through a lot this past semester. I mean, I didn't even know radio school was a thing. Now all I know is that I'm going to miss it forever. Let's look back then. Jenna, what's a day in the life of a radio student like? Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself, guys. Who knew that this program was a thing? And who knew that it could be so intense? Yippee, another morning! Okay, maybe nobody thinks that way, but mornings aren't so bad when you're learning to do something that you love and something that you're passionate about, even radio. Because yes, radio broadcasting school is a thing. What does a day in the life of a radio student look like? What's your favorite class? Promotion. Production. Production. Radio station management stuff. Copyright. I like sales. As you can tell, we have multiple classes. We learn everything from how to make a good marketing promotion to benefit a radio station. We learn how to not only write commercials that go on air, but produce those commercials. From the voicing to the sound effects and making it all come together. We're lucky enough to be in such a small setting that as you develop further, you and the instructors can focus on your strengths and develop them in order to ensure that your success is imminent in this industry. We're constantly learning. Take me for example. I don't like production. And a year ago, I wouldn't have been able to produce the segment that I made for you today. But it's not bad, right? Oh, and we never have fun. What is the Mothman? Oh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> the Mothman is about, it's a man with wings, really. That's all he is. So, you're done school. You've got a job. What now? We asked Lisa Evans from Hot 107 what her piece of advice is for anybody looking to make it in this industry. My biggest advice is to not take any crap from nobody. Don't ever let anyone make you feel like it's something you're passionate about isn't like if they make you feel like it's not worth it to talk about, don't believe them and just do your thing. If you're passionate and you know that people can relate, do what you got to do. Um, and also, like I said before, don't burn any bridges. And every day when you're going into work, if it's your goal to make someone smile or make someone laugh, and if you can get one person to respond to something you do every shift, in a positive way, then I think you're doing your job. If you're ever interested in the world of radio, definitely get into this program. I can't say what a pleasure it's been to walk through this intense, enriching, and soulful journey with not only you two, but the rest of our classmates. I should probably go before I start crying. I love you guys. We love you too, Jenna. Thanks, Jenna. Man, that that brought up a lot of painful memories, huh? Yeah, yeah. Remember first semester promotions class? I try not to. Same. This past year and a half has been like reaching into a mixed bag of kittens. Yeah, sometimes you get a soft kitten, others you get an angry kitten. 100% of the time. You end up getting scratched. Yeah, either way, you get a pet a kitten. There's no feed next week. Or the week after that. Or the week after that. But next semester, look forward to a new batch of hosts. The feed. To feed you. <laughs> get it? Because it's the feed. <laughs> Did you prep that, or was that, like, off the cuff completely? You'll never know. Fair enough. Goodbye. Goodbye! Thank you for listening to The Feed. Miss something? Catch the rebroadcast Sunday nights at 7, or find us at nr92.com.